It's the final word daily, the England-New Zealand test match from Lords Day 1. I'm Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins is the other guy. He's at Lords and he is going to tell you all about what happened on Day 1 in 30 seconds or less. I am. What a great day to have uh, crowds back here at Lords and they were treated to a wonderful display from a man on debut, Devon Conway. 136 not out at the close of play. He led New Zealand to 246 for three at the close. After 86 overs, England didn't get all their overs in, playing four fast bowlers. We'll come back to that. Uh, one wicket in the first session, two in the second in quite a tight uh, contest between bat and ball, but New Zealand took it away uh, in the couple of hours until the close, adding 102 runs without losing a further wicket. Conway had Nichols by his side, nearing 50. They're in a very good position. Very, very good position. Uh, I, I like this for Devon Conway, first of all, because he really sounds like a country music star, um, just 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 by name alone. And I really enjoyed his work in the recent T20s series yep. against Australia when they went over to New Zealand. He was he was dynamic. Uh, he was that sort of proper you know top order player who could be reliable, see them through, but also had fireworks um, in his kit bag. But then what we saw him do today was play an innings of great temperament, great restraint. I barely remember a shot that he played, and, and I watched the whole thing. He, he didn't—he wasn't going after boundaries. He hit ten fours in his first hundred runs, uh, and and wasn't ever going after the bowling, but was content to make them come to him. Yeah, and I like the way that it's interesting. You, you, you saw it that way. He did play assertively off the front foot. Pretty much when it was up in his half, mm. he was very happy playing down the ground, but not smashing it down the ground. I think that was the distinction. Yeah, he looks ready-made for Test cricket, doesn't he? Age twenty-nine, came over from South Africa, did the qualification process with New Zealand. He averages something like 77 or something like that in his last 36 first class games. So we shouldn't be surprised that New Zealand made the bold call to leave out Blundell and bring in Conway for his debut at Lords here, the start of such an important series. But yeah, down the ground he was fantastic. And really that white ball foundation allows him to play the type of shot that took him to three figures that, I mean the flamingo, the leg, the back leg up, clipping mm. behind square it nearly went for six. What a way to do it at Lords. I think just the sixth man to bring up a uh, hundred on debut at this grand old ground and yeah a day he'll never forget yeah six have done it overall harry graham back in 1893 was the first of the lot um a, a dashing player of a couple of centuries ago um andrew strauss did it more recently than that and matt Pryor, but um conway's got the highest score of the lot um went past Surav ganguly's yep. score of 131 just before stumps uh, so it, it was yeah it was an innings where he he, he just showed patience and restraint. So he had Broaden Anderson starting off against him, which was, you know, that was quite a question before the test match as to whether those two would be in harness um, together in the first test, and they were. And they were bowling beautifully, um, particularly early on with the new ball. Anderson swinging it more than Broad. Um, Broad just nagging away, particularly round the wicket to the left-handers. Um, and Conway, it, it was as you said, he, he never went after a delivery. All of his drives were three-quarter drives. There was never a big follow-through, never a big backswing. Uh, and so the boundaries he hit were just timing. There was the, He never lost control by trying to go too aggressively at the ball. Yeah, and this is a bit of a strange one, but I think he was actually quite well served by not facing a ball for a quarter of an hour. He didn't face a ball in the first three mm. overs because Latham took a single on the final ball of the first and second over. In fact, Andrew Sampson, the statistician from TMS, one of the best, if not the best in the world, he calculated for me that it was the longest a debutante has waited at non-striker's end opening the batting before facing a ball. And I don't know why, <laughs> but it 
just felt like that gave it when he did face the ball there wasn't as much mm. attention on him and look Jeff we spent a yep. lot of time during the India series against England and against Australia talking about Rishabh Pant blending the best of white ball cricket with red ball cricket and I like the fact that he scored so many runs with that steer uh, behind point that's essentially a white mm. ball shot that's your, that's your glide down to third man to get the ball ticking in the first 10 overs he played that expertly he had some trouble against the short ball early on Mark Wood uh, bowled the fastest spell for England at home since records were kept by Crickviz in 2006. He had one over where every delivery was above 94 mile an hour. Two of those balls actually hit him uh, deep in the crease, but yet after lunch, he found a way to take on Wood's short ball, both ducking it and pulling it in front of square. So he had to adapt, he had to adjust, had to get through some really good bowling from Anderson and Broad early on. And here he is, red ink next to his name, the 109th player to make 100 on debut, the 12th for New Zealand. What a day. That was the bit that stood out uh, in the innings most of all for me, was the pull shot for four right. off Mark Wood. After he'd been hit a couple of times, it, it was as though Conway had to respond in that moment. He, he, had, to, mm. he had to prove that he wasn't um, dubious against the short ball. You know, that, that, because if they thought that that was going to be a weakness, then they would have just bombarded him from that point on. So he did take it on um, pretty early in the piece. And... They kind of backed off on the bouncer after that because he'd shown that he could handle himself. I know it was only one shot, but the authority with which he put that one away, he pulled a boundary off Stuart Broad after that as well and then um, got another one away off Wood much later in the day. But just that first boundary felt like it was... That first boundary on the pull shot, rather, felt like it was really important against Wood, who was bowling such heat. Yeah, and there was actually one moment where Wood, Root, Anderson and Broad consulted each other and they entirely changed the approach. So Wood was going around the wicket to him, trying to bowl short and mm. like... We're going to have to sack this off. It's simply not working. What was working early on wasn't working later. And the other bowler he had to get through was Ollie Robinson. Um, mm. we'll, we'll, we won't deal... Who also had problems around the wicket. Yeah, we won't deal with all the Ollie Robinson off-field stuff um, at the moment to do with his social media accounts. That's for another day. We'll have a conversation about that later. But, I mean, Robinson looked a handful. He looked like a like Josh Hazelwood when he first entered the scene, which we should expect given how much we've seen him dominate for Sussex over the last couple of years. He's got a fantastic record, but um, got the first wicket to get England mm. going with Latham chopping on. Um, got the second wicket, which was an absolutely delightful delivery uh, to Ross Taylor, and they were setting him up for leg before. Between times, Kane Williamson falls via a shot, Jeff, which was pretty interesting the way that Anderson got him out because we talk about Williamson defending so late and almost defending down to almost third man by default with soft yeah. hands but that he played it so soft and so late that it ricocheted onto his middle stump so an unfortunate way for the New Zealand captain to go but it was push and pull and meanwhile Conway's up the other end having to keep things keep things together because they lose another one mm. there if Nichols or, or he fall there with how tidily England were bowling after lunch and the whole thing could fall apart very quickly after a pretty good start so he was challenged and tested a number of times and yeah very much came out on top and Nichols important as well, given that Roscoe Taylor looked pretty uncomfortable out there for most of the time. It just just wasn't fluent, um, wasn't uh, didn't seem to have any any rhythm whatsoever. But Nichols came in and, and played really calmly. Um, what did you make of England's selection? Where they've gone in with the four uh, quicks, they've got Joe Root being their spinner. He bowled twelve overs on the first day. 
Um, and uh, I, I hadn't actually paid attention to the 11 when it came up on the screen. So right. I'd seen Broad and Anderson and Ro- uh, Bowl and then Robinson. And then Mark Wood came on. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is Mark Wood doing there? Where did he come Super from? Super like, have, have they smuggled the 12th man onto the field? What's going on here? Um, and then realised that actually picked four quicks. You know, I just assumed that there would have been a specialist spinner in yeah. there. But it, it doesn't seem like the worst move given that, you know, spin hasn't played a big part at Lords for a while. Yeah, look, I've watched loads of cricket here at Lords this year, watching Middlesex play, and spin hasn't been a major role so far. So on paper, I understand why they did it. But I think they missed a trick when you look at what happened at the other end of the day. 86 overs in, which meant they only got six overs in with the second new ball, which Mm. that's what, I mean, if you're playing four quicks, you want to take full advantage with the second new ball later in the day. And they lost that because of overrates. And that's always the risk. So Mm. not playing Jack Leach, who was England's leading bowler through the winter in India, especially taking 30 wickets in that series. They backed in Joe Root. Sure, Wood bowled fast and well. Uh, Robinson bowled delightfully on his first day in Test cricket. Broad was frugal. Anderson did almost everything yeah. right with the exception of one small spell uh, between lunch and tea when he got a bit leg side. But you feel as though with the balance, uh, you, you need to find a way to, I don't know how they do it, but they need to find a way to have more urgency to make sure they don't fall over short because that's when they, they mm. miss out in a situation like that. All right. What we'd like to do on this show is uh, look at who's the player of the day. It's going to be really hard to guess that one. Um, And what moment goes in the final word, Hall of Fame. We're going to do that after the very shortest ad break in the world from our mates at Woodstock Cricket. Woodstock Cricket, home of the finest handmade cricket bats and soft goods. Visit either our showroom or workshop and experience the magic for yourselves. For bookings, contact info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. It's the final word daily with Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins. The player of the day, uh, well, just absolutely left field that it's the guy who made 100 on debut. Um, because, look, it wasn't a hugely packed day. It was a sedate sort of day one. It was a, the kind of day one that has people mumbling, oh, good proper test cricket. <laughs> Well, it was good proper test cricket, uh, and he looks built to play it, doesn't he? I mentioned his first-class record before. Um, this shouldn't be a surprise that he's been picked to play here today. Um, the, the, the composure he showed throughout, the way he brought up his century, it really was the complete package. There was comparisons to Kevin Peterson on social media. I saw Ben Jones, our friend from CrickViz, actually saying it was more Mike Hussey in the way that he did it. But I suppose being a bit of a journeyman uh, means that he's arrived at Lords and he, he's not been daunted at any stage. And it means that, yeah, they've really found one here uh, and they've got two massive test matches after this it could be the making not only of him but could be the making could be the finishing touch i should say of this side as they Mm. build towards the world test championship final yeah they've they've often seemed short maybe one really quality batsman um and if they've if they're able to fill that gap then it'll take them a long way now as for the hall of fame anyone who's listened to the show for a while will know that um Adam, one of your favourite phrases for someone doing something easily is that they did it with a leg in the air. Um, and that's what all I thought of today when Devin Conway brought up his 100, is he literally did it with a leg in the air. He did. He got the full flamingo, the, the uh, Ashton Agar, um, Kevin Peterson, you know, one-legged swat out with 
great elegance. Um, it was it was lovely stuff, and you expected to see him take off and fly into the sunset after playing that shot. Yeah, and I loved hearing him through the stump mic, that roar uh, that you just love when a player has had to concentrate for so many hours and they can let out a bit of emotion. Mm. It was absolutely wonderful. Another bit that I like today in terms of Hall of Fame actually comes... I want to put the Sky Director in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm not sure if mm-hmm. you caught this bit on your coverage, Jeff, but uh, where uh, Joe Root was signalling that he wanted to make a bowling change, and there was this by-play through mm-hmm. the over where a quiet over where they were cutting from Root to Broad, from mm-hmm. Root to Anderson, and, and the bowlers clearly weren't looking at their captain. They didn't necessarily want a bowler. It certainly didn't look that way. <laughs> and then he finally got James Anderson's attention. He kind of shrugged his shoulders and kind of uh, said, oh, what, me? It was just a brilliant bit of directing uh, mm. and brought to life an interesting <laughs> exchange between um, the captain, Root, and his two senior fast bowlers. So uh, whoever was directing the coverage for Sky today, they're in our Hall yep. of Fame. I could add in another moment from that where on commentary, um, Viv Richards came up, as is contractually obliged to happen at least three times a day. Um, as soon as Viv Richards was mentioned, the director cut to oh, yes, uh, I a saw picture that. on the wall somewhere of Viv Richards. Uh, I mean, that's that's amazing knowledge of the ground to be like, yes. I know exactly where the Viv Richards photo is. And, and you know, the camera operator has to get some credit there as well. So, um, yeah, so, so all right, let, fine. Let's, let's have it go. Rather than Devin Conway doubling up, um, let's have it go to the TV director for their coverage. Um, I think that's all we have to cover on the final word daily today we're going to be doing this test match and then seeing how it goes we like to keep things casual here on the channel Um, if you like the show you can check out our podcast feed as well plenty of other videos and audio on the audio only podcast feed too you can support the show at patreon.com and you can get a sweet discount on woodstock cricket gear with the code in the description below Uh, we'll be back tomorrow see you then